Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, thank you both. Great, thank you both. Susie. Hi, can I have my two volunteers? Uh, Ethan and Hannah. <laughs> you want to come? Hannah? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Um, so just thinking about what we've just heard about um, Jesus being the salt and the light, I thought I'd just give a little visual demonstration this morning. So I'm going to ask my two volunteers if they can take uh, one of these crisps for me. So just give me a bit of an idea of what it tastes like. So Ethan, you can go first for me. And Hannah, a bit of a taste test this morning. We're watching you eat. Any good? How, what's your remarks, Ethan? On that? Bland. It doesn't really taste of anything. No? No, okay, well, could you hold the microphone for me? Can you give that a big shake? Can you shake it up? Scrunch it up, shake it really hard. <laughs> okay, that's probably enough. <laughs> that's probably enough, that's great. Now give it a try. And how's that? I'll let you eat it for a second. Better? Much better. Much better. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. Would you describe that as salty? Excellent, excellent. <laughs> that was the idea of the point. Thank you. Actually, you can stay there for one second. Um, so the, idea, the reason I did that this morning is because I just wanted to show you that is our kind of Western view on salt at the minute, isn't it? We put salt on everything. We put it in all our meals. Dan says I put it way too much in all of my meals. Um, but we can just kind of use it as much as we want. It's something we can have in everything, on all our chips and everything. But actually, when Jesus wrote this, um, when Jesus said these words, salt wasn't something you just put on anything. It was something far more valuable. So when we read these words this morning, we need to remember what Jesus was saying. And Actually, there was three kind of things that the salt would have been used for. So salt was actually really valuable. So I think there's some people even think that Roman soldiers were paid in salt. 
Um, it was also used to preserve and because um, it didn't have fridges or anything like that in those days, so it was used to preserve. And it was also added, obviously, for flavor and cooking. So when we think about this verse and what Jesus is saying, there's three things that we can then apply into our own lives. So Jesus is saying that we are valuable, that we are worth something, that when we belong to him, we become children of God. We are so valuable to him but also that we can preserve things, that we can keep people going, that we can keep ourselves going. When we stay close to Jesus, we can keep going. And then finally, yeah, that we add flavor, that we can bring life to those around us. There must be people in your own lives that perhaps need some flavor, need some encouragement, and we can do that for them this morning. That's all. Thanks, Tim. Great. Thank you so much for our tasters and to Susie. Do take a seat. Uh, Susan and I are doing a little bit of a double header this morning, um, and so um, let me just pray. Father, would you help us this morning to know more of you, to experience more of you? Would you help us to see more clearly, to know you more, and to turn towards you, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. In a remote uh, district of Wales, there was a baby boy that was really dangerously ill. And uh, his mum was a widow, so didn't have a husband, didn't have any other kids. And so in the middle of the night, um, she walked through the drenching rain on a cold winter's evening to get to see the doctor. And when the doctor saw this lady, he hesitated for a minute and thought... Should I go? Should I go to see this baby? Is it really worth it when the woman described the condition? But, you know, overcome by a sense as a doctor and it's his duty and also a sense of kind of love for humanity, he went and saw this little, little boy and saved his life. Years later when that same child, Lloyd George, became Prime Minister of England, the doctor said this, he said, I never dreamed that in doing that very simple action, in saving the life of that child, that I was saving the life of the greatest man in Wales. Our choices matter. How we live each day matters. When we think we're just doing something routine, We have no idea what difference it makes to others. All year we've been thinking about what it means to walk by the Holy Spirit and how God creates a people who reflect his heart to a world that's in desperate need of hope, of light, where actually there's a lot of darkness around. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of difficulty. Amongst all the beauty, there's also brokenness around us. For God longs to see his kingdom come in this world. In the summer months, we looked at the fruit of the Spirit, at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And they may not look like really um, radical, but when you think about what Jesus is saying, I would argue there's not a single person in this room who wouldn't love to encounter people 
full of love, full of joy, full of peace, full of patience, full of kindness, full of goodness, full of faithfulness, and full of self-control. Actually, all of us would long for that in our workplaces, in our homes, when we go about our business. But the difficulty is, is that we long for it, but actually, you know, there's a problem, isn't there? Because we think we could get there, we like to get there, but our experiences, life can be more complicated than that. Our selfishness gets in the way, our sin gets in the way, darkness and decay in the world get in the way. We need salt and light. This week, Joe and I were invited to dinner by a Christian couple in the city, and we spent time sharing stories of what God had been doing in our life over the last 10 or 15, 20, 30 years. They were asking some questions. We shared a whole load of things. We had God, God forgiving us, God healing us, people praying with us and for us, us praying, God saving, God learning, teaching us stuff, being able to give. And just telling the story of what God has been doing in our lives, but also their lives, was incredibly encouraging. It brought light to our lives. It brought hope to our lives. When actually, when we're going through tough things, we can actually end up sort of going down. The Bible reading that we had read are some of the most famous verses in the Bible, often called the Sermon on the Mount. See, one of the great pieces of teaching by Jesus. And in it, we get a picture, start to get a picture of what God's kingdom looks like. That God's kingdom is different to our world. Blessed, says Jesus. I mean, really? Blessed are the poor in spirit, the mourning, the meek, the hungry, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers and the persecuted. Is that the things we chase after day by day and week by week in our world? To be, full of, to be like that? Don't we chase after riches, power, success, being healthy all the time, being ambitious, making our dreams come true? Aren't we just a bit consumed? So Jesus is saying something that we recognize is quite different to our day-by-day life. And Jesus goes on to say to his disciples, you know, you are light of the world. You are salt of the earth. That's pretty bold. Mary Mandy is saying this to people. He's not just saying, I am, that Jesus is. He's saying, now you as my disciples can make a real difference in the world by shining for me, being my ambassadors, bringing hope, joy, love, peace to those around you, because there is darkness around. So my simple kind of thing this morning is, how does that become real? How does that become real? Most of us long for it. May not, some of the things I've talked about you may not be wishing this morning. But where do we find that life? And obviously we find that life in Christ and the Spirit. All the words we've spoken over Matilda's life this morning, both individually on behalf of Ian and Emily and your godparents, but also for us as a church, that words of life, God's words of life, would enable Matilda to fulfill all that God has for her in her life together. That God's words are worth listening to. And last last week, um, 
the staff team went away on our sort of, each year we go on a retreat, and we had two days away. And the, there was a lady who came to share with us from a church. Uh, and one of the things she said, amongst other things, she said, you know, too often we want all the good stuff, but we don't take off the bad stuff. And I was thinking about that. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is this, is that we try and put on joy, we try and put on love without taking off pride, selfishness, all the other things in our lives that are difficult, the independence, the guilt, the greed. And then we wonder why that bit of God's life we don't receive. In the Bible, the letters talk about, Paul writes, to put off the old way of life, put on the new way of life. So that enables you to go and shine at school with your friends, university, college, or your work. God's strength, God's spirit enables us to do that. It's funny, when I was chatting to another church leader uh, in the summer holidays, uh, just before the summer holidays, sorry, and they sort of said to me in a real moment of honesty, I said, they said, do you know, I've completely run out of steam and so desperately in need of a holiday. And actually that moment where actually we feel weak and we know we can't do it on our own becomes a moment where we get the opportunity to turn to God for his strength because we don't try and do it in our own strength to seek his power, to seek his love, to enable us to shine for us in a world that needs to know hope and joy this day. So this morning, there may be some things just in a quiet, we're going to have a prayer in a minute, and we're going to take some time to do some prayers. There may be some things where you do need to repent. You say, Lord, I'm asking your forgiveness. I know these things in my life are wrong. I'm sorry this morning. And to put off, take off those things and leave them at the foot of the cross. But you may also want to ask, Lord, fill me with your love. Help me find your joy again. I've lost my joy. Give me peace where I'm consumed by anxiety. So I can shine for you. I can make a difference this week for you. So let me just pray. Would you like to close your eyes for a minute? This morning, Father, I want to thank you so much for the life, of the gift of life of Matilda. Thank you for each person here this morning in St. Swithin's. Thank you that your church is the gift to the world. Forgive us when we don't turn to you. We don't come in forgiveness and saying sorry for the wrong things we do. Help us this morning. Father, we turn away from selfishness, from greed, from saying horrible things, thinking horrible things, doing horrible things to others. Wash us whiter than snow, we pray. But then, Father, we pray to you come afresh in the power of your love and to fill us again with your love. Renew our strength, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.